Welcome to the last news flash of the semester. I'm Sayer Devlin, the managing editor for Washington Square News. NYU is looking at potential replacements for Aramark, the school's food service provider that has come under fire this year for serving a Black History Month meal and for its ties to the prison industry. Afterwards, we talk about the rave celebrating Israel's 70th birthday and the two counter-protesters who were arrested on Friday, April 27th. Joining me now is news editor Sakshi Venkatraman to talk about potential replacements for food service providers. Sakshi, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sayer. So at the Dining Advisory Committee meeting in March, NYU laid out three or four food service providers as potential replacements for Aramark. Mm -hmm. Um, Who are they? So the four that NYU laid out at the Dining Advisory Committee back in March were AVI, Sodexo, Compass Group, and of course Aramark, which is our current food service provider. Um, NYU is looking at a timeline of about one calendar year to introduce a new service provider. So they're looking at June of 2019. It's going to go to um, some higher level university officials after the RFP, which is the committee made up of students some faculty and admin, uh, take into consideration all the different factors and make a recommendation. And then university officials will decide and it'll be announced to the public in June of next year. So you've looked into those four other food service providers. What did you find, and how do they compare to Aramark? So since the Dining Advisory Committee meeting in March, Assistant Vice President for Campus Services Owen Moore outlined to WSN a few more of the service providers that NYU is considering right now that are like maybe on the table. Um, Aramark, Sodexo, and Compass Group are the three big ones, and they're just like huge companies. They've been ranked as like the top top three um, largest food service providers. And then NYU is also considering a couple of regional providers, including AVI, Culinart, and Parkhurst. Culinart is actually managed by Compass Group. They were recently bought out. Um, But AVI and Parkhurst are two of the smaller ones that NYU is considering as well. So what we did find for the larger groups similar to Aramark, so Sodexo and Compass Group in particular, is that they have a lot of similar problems to Aramark. For example, both of them serve um, prisons. Compass Group and Sodexo both um, manage a lot of the food service for um, prison facilities, and they've had a lot of issues, including um, maggots and food. Sodexo, in particular, serves um, service members in the UK, and um, there are some pictures online that was reported by the Daily Mail of mold and maggots and food, as well as just like uncooked meat, like raw meat that they were serving to people. Both Compass Group and Sodexo also were affected by the 2013 horse meat scandal in which horse DNA was found in beef products of both of those companies and they had to uh, recall all of their frozen beef products. Um, So these are just some of the, the things that are plaguing these companies that Aramark, or that could potentially replace Aramark. And then the smaller the smaller groups, Parkhurst and AVI specifically, we found through our research that they have less of the major issues, but there are still a few things. AVI did fail a health inspection in 2016 at Hunter College after mice and flies were discovered in the dining hall. 
Um, Greenpeace also labeled AVI one of the worst performing for seafood sustainability. Um, Parkhurst has had a lot of uh, a lot less of media attention, um, mostly positive stuff. Um, we didn't really find any major scandals that happened with Parkhurst. A lot of the larger food groups sound like they have really similar issues uh, to Aramark. Um, and I mean, I know on campus there are a lot of groups who want Aramark out of NYU specifically because of its ties to prisons and private prisons. Um, how many of these companies would solve that issue? So of the ones mentioned by Moore, um, Sodexo and Compass Group both have ties to mass incarceration and um, and they both service prisons and they've actually had a few scandals. Sodexo actually runs a prison in the UK that was slammed by the independent for um, cruel treatment of a female prisoner where she was isolated and subjected to um, near tortuous conditions according to this article. Um, Compass Group also services a lot of prisons and has had similar issues with listeria and um, maggots and things of that nature in their service to prisons. Colon Art, um, which is one of the smaller ones mentioned separately by Moore, is actually a subgroup of Compass Group, as I mentioned. So um, I guess in some sense it still has ties to mass incarceration. AVI and Parkhurst, from what we researched, don't have ties to prisons. So those two smaller independent ones would be the only that would really solve this problem for groups like the Incarceration Education Coalition who's calling for NYU to divest from Aramark. Do we know what factors NYU is prioritizing in its search for a new service provider? Yeah, we do. So Owen Moore did list to WSN a few of the things that they're taking into account, things that he anticipates will be important to the RFP when they evaluate the different providers. Um, one of these was quality, so food, service, and sanitation, um, and then variety, diversity of program, meaning they offer options like vegan, vegetarian, halal, and kosher. They cater well to students with certain allergies. Um, and then affordability, of course, for the university is a big factor that they're considering. Um, convenience and an exciting program are also primary qualifiers, more said. Sakshi, thank you for your insight on food service providers. Thanks, Sarah. Up next, we discuss the rave and counter-protest in Washington Square Park that happened on Friday. And joining me now is Deputy News Editor Sarah Jackson. Sarah, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So describe the atmosphere of this rave in the park. Um, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? Who was there? Yeah, so the rave was organized by Torch Pack and Realize Israel. Um, it was organized from 12 to 3 on Friday afternoon. It was to celebrate the 70th anniversary of Israel's Independence Day. Um, there were hundreds of kids there. Um, a lot of Israel flags, just celebrating, um, just a typical rave, lots of music. Um, yeah. What were they trying to accomplish, if anything? Did, were they, was it just a celebration of Israel's birthday, or, you know, were they trying to just display greater Israeli pride, I guess? Right, yeah. From um, the sources I spoke to, it was mostly just a celebration of um, Israel's 70th birthday. And um, there were counter-protesters there as well um, from Jewish Voice for Peace and Students for Justice in Palestine. Um, and 
in the beginning, the police were okay with students crossing back and forth. They were only separated by maybe about 50 feet. Um, but after a couple um, heated interactions, but no violent um, uh, displays, um, the police forbade um, crossing sides again. What was it like having one side being pretty, I mean, you have one side literally partying, right? And, you know, there's music and dancing and everything. And then the other side is, you know, vehemently against, you know, what was, what was that like? Yeah, it was, um, it was, uh, definitely a contentious moment. Um, you could still see the ashes from the Israeli flag that, um, the protesters had burned and um, not too far away you saw um, hundreds of students um, partying, blaring music um, and just celebrating um, pretty um, not oblivious but pretty uh, unconcerned with the protesters nearby. Yeah, so you mentioned a flag burning. I know two students were arrested and then charged with crimes as well. Uh, what, what were those crimes? Yes. Yeah, so one student um, from JVP and SJP was arrested for burning an Israeli flag. Um, that happened. Um, he was taken to the precinct um, around 1.50 he arrived, I believe. Um, and then later on, towards the end of the rave, um, as it was drawing to a close at around 3 p.m., Another student protesting um, managed to cross over undetected to the side of the rave um, and allegedly grab a mic and an Israeli flag from the students as they were singing the Israeli national anthem, um, and he was arrested as well. What was he charged with? This student was charged with disorderly conduct, robbery in the second degree, criminal mischief in the third degree, and assault in the third degree. Those are pretty hefty charges, it seems like. I think one, you know, some of those even carry mandatory minimums if convicted. Uh, do you know if you know, he's likely to be convicted of any of these charges? Um, we don't know at the moment. I can say that on, um, on the afternoon of the rave, um, the SJP president, uh, Khalid Abu Dawa, spoke to me and said that he did not believe either of, or at the time it was only um, the one student who burned the flag, but he believed he would be released that night without um, any need for an arraignment or a court hearing. But as it stands now, both students have been arraigned and have court dates set for June when they will be facing these charges. Sarah, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you to Sakshi and Sarah for our stories today. We'll be back in a newer, better, sleeker format next semester. Our audio engineer is Tom Mirantello. This was the News Flash.